0: I read this over the weekend, um, the hidden victims of the cost of living crisis. And many women, some men certainly, let's not forget that fact, um, abusive relationships are tough to break off, period. But what's it like in the winter? What's it like during a cost of living crisis? I think most people, even if they're struggling with marital issues that don't involve abuse, they say, oh, think of the economic cost. Think of this. Think of that. And then maybe they patch it up. Maybe they don't. But when it comes to abuse, when it comes to violence, when it comes to partners who are controlling, it ends up being a very different story. And I read um, such an interesting report in the Manchester Evening News, and I'd love to dig into data on Toronto, on other Canadian cities as well. We wanted to reach out to Amy Kaufman. She's come on with us before. She works with survivors of domestic violence. She's an advocate, survivor rights, and she is a survivor in her own right. It is great to have you back on Toronto today. Um, I know you did a few chats about your story in the spring, and you chose us to be one of them and I, i'm always grateful for that thanks for coming back on Hi, Greg. this may seem like an obvious thing but it but it is not so obvious when i read this report clearly economic factors and not the embarrassment of telling your friends or your parents not the not the embarrassment of anything else but plain dollars and cents forces women to stay in places where there's abuse
1: it absolutely does it's it's pe- people ask why why women don't leave and oftentimes that is the answer um, on top of the issues of having to go out and pay rent and pay your own way after not having control of your own finances for so long you also need to find money for a lawyer um, you also may need to find money to get extra protection to keep yourself safe And not to mention the fact that if you call the police, your abuser may lose his job and that might affect your kids pretty negatively in financial terms as well.
0: It's such an important point. This survey, and though it's from the UK, I don't doubt and I wonder if you doubt that the number would be accurate in Canadian cities. Three quarters of women living with and having financial links with an abuser said the cost of living stops them from leaving. And it's described as staggering research, but it's probably pretty practical and sensible research. It makes sense.
1: I mean, based on the work that I do with clients and survivors, I would say that it's nine out of 10. The average person does not have access to money. If you've been in this relationship for long enough, coercive control is in play where generally the person has taken control of your finances. If you've been allowed to work and even make any money, um, generally that money has gone back in again. If you call the police because you're scared, that person may not be able to keep their job. Um, which makes it so that all of you are in a really bad situation. Um, so you end up having to protect your abuser to make sure your kids don't starve to death. I sat in on a workshop yesterday with a homeless shelter in Montreal Mm. who accepts 300 women a year and turns away 7,000. And that's one shelter.
0: Do you find these shelters, Amy, are more full, um, 12 months than, than 12 months ago now, even during the pandemic, even in different circumstances, just because of economic reasons?
1: Um, I really, I can't speak to that. Unfortunately, shelters are always full and things like Christmas make them a lot fuller. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that the amount of women who are able to get jobs, who are able to get rental apartments or government housing, the article that you read talks about council housing. We don't Mm -hmm. have that. Um, So you're not just getting a house. It's a very, very big problem. If you leave with your kids, And you don't have a place to live with them. Oftentimes, your abuser will be the one who will get custody of them because he can provide a shelter for them. So it's a really a multi pronged issue. And until people are have a paved road to walk, it's it's hard enough to leave with resources, with access to a place to live. I am lucky that I did not have to worry about being homeless, and it was still. Incredibly hard to leave, but when you add that on top of it, you're kind of asking somebody to climb Mount Everest without giving them a a guide.
0: Amy Kaufman is our guest. We're so happy to have her, uh, domestic abuse survivor here on Toronto Today. And you make the point that one thing about controlling relationships, and and maybe maybe it's physical, maybe it leads to something physical, is to be honest, men that don't want you know wives and girlfriends to have a lot of other friends to have a lot of other female friends that's a that's a huge red flag now it doesn't mean everything but it's something isn't it that may- so when you want to leave there's very few people you can you know lean on as a resource and that's almost how in many cases the man wants it he doesn't want you to have somewhere to turn to
1: yeah well i mean it's kind of like joining a cult where this is all done on purpose this coercive control to make sure that you don't have an income that your relationships in your life have suffered that you don't have any self esteem it's it makes it as hard as possibly could be to leave so if you finally you know muster up the ability and the strength to get out and you can do so safely if you don't have anywhere to go if you call shelters and there aren't any that can take you how do you leave
0: Did you spot that with your scenario? Did you try and keep your female friends close? I know obviously your brother was, was heavily, obviously you don't cut off contact from your brother, but again, in many of these controlling scenarios, men, and and yeah, maybe in the odd case, women just want, they want the person to themselves. They want all the control and all the interaction.
1: Yeah. I certainly don't think this is just a male problem. I believe that women do it as well. Um, but uh yes definitely my relationship suffered i was lucky that someone like my best friend didn't accept no for an answer and continued to come by and continued to call um certainly of course it it affects every facet of your life you can't be you know being abused at night and then go to work during the day and meet your friends for lunch and you're a totally normal person and nobody notices that anything's up you know something's up It just oftentimes the person being abused ends up seeming like the crazy one or seeming like the person who's not friendly or who's distracted at work or who's snapping at her coworkers. But it's really just because of what she's dealing with at home.
0: It's such important advice. Have your own friends, stay in touch with them, have your own money and make sure your money ends up being um, spoken for at the end of the day. I got a blast for now, but I, I, I love that we uh, were able to connect again. I, I think everything's going great in your world and I'm so pleased to see it. Thank you for the time this morning.
1: Thanks so much, Greg. Take
0: care. You bet. There's Amy Kaufman joining us uh, from Montreal. That ends up being a big thing. I, I This article, it's in the Manchester Evening News. Uh, it's it's almost a joke that we do sometimes on talk radio where people talk about it, shared email addresses, shared bank accounts, everything's shared. Have your own money. Have your own money. And I'd especially tell wives and girlfriends that. Have your own money. Keep it separate at a point in time. Not that you never know, but why wouldn't you rather have it than not have it? Um, it can lead to a bone of contention. But then explain why. And that's certainly what gets documented in this article.